Today's podcast was made possible by a generous contribution from Ronald and Glenda Herzog. And this brings me to what I believe. I believe that life is a spiritual struggle. I believe in being gracious to others. I believe in the power of science fiction. I believe in singing badly. I believe that God lives in the space between people. I believe in so much more than freedom of speech. And I believe that it is time we all took a stand. This I believe. Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation 150 years ago. Although it didn't free all the slaves immediately, its text and intent were momentous enough that the organizers of the March on Washington chose the Lincoln Memorial as their backdrop a hundred years later. This, I believe, essayist Bonita Porter was at the march, and even though she was too far away to see Martin Luther King, Jr., the words he spoke that day changed her life. I believe in the power of words. A passion for books and the words inside them saved me from ever knowing a moment's loneliness during library hours. While nestled inside that divine sanctuary, words were my window to the world outside my perch in Columbus, Ohio. For words could express emotions and cravings. Words could explore fantasy as far as the imagination could reach. Words could illuminate deeply held truths, pose innovative questions. Words could challenge. Words could connect or part asunder. Afflicted by crushing shyness throughout childhood, I felt nurtured through the words of authors who wrote in the context of their communities, triggering images and memories of extraordinary characters I longed to know and emulate. Yet, as the librarians rousted me out of the Martin Luther King branch each evening, I ached to write words that reflected my own life, my belief in the power of words to change minds. This conviction came to full fruition on a steamy August afternoon in 1963, standing beside my beloved mother Sadie in the shadow of the Washington Monument. For 16 electrifying minutes, the melodious speaking voice of Martin Luther King Jr. flowed forth with a cascade of words to lift, inspire, instruct, and transform the world. I was a mere 11 years old at the time, But as this Baptist preacher narrated the struggles and challenges of black America and rendered his vision of an enlightened, compassionate society, my own consciousness was redefined forever. Even 50 years later, my tears run as I recall my mother's arms encircling me when he cried out free at last. I'm filled with the voices surrounding me, speaking in unison, thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Dr. King's spellbinding message of hope, love, and the universality of mankind instilled the confidence that even someone like me, a white-looking black girl with no ostensible power, could create words to arouse passion, insight, and social change. My early writing voice spewed anger, flailing against the personal injustice of repeatedly declaring my racial identity to members of my own culture and explaining it to everyone else. Words became a valuable tool for analysis, confrontation, and redress, my best friend in a fight for justice. Over time, my words morphed into a therapeutic balm, a means to dispel negative thoughts, a way to conjure positive self-affirmations. Humor crept into my pages, allowing me to laugh at the consequences of my own uniqueness. Words allowed me to embrace life, to claim my power as an African-American woman, 
and to challenge ignorance and bigotry. The words of my midlife writing voice reveal a more compassionate, understanding spirit. Reading and writing words sustained me when I lost Sadie to ovarian cancer the same year I was diagnosed with a brain tumor at age 24. Words comforted and healed my discontent when I discovered that Brendan, my beautiful firstborn son, was severely autistic with limited speech. Words consoled me when my husband suffered a paralyzing stroke at age 52. My greatest privilege thrives in work that allows me to carve away at words, changing and reshaping them until they ring true. Words are my family, my power, my life's blood. Benita Porter is the author of Color Struck and Skin Deep, as well as a mother, a film enthusiast, and an advocate for autism. She's working on a film about the unexpected closing of her son's group home and a fiction book based on her maternal grandmother's family. Her essay was recorded by WAMC in Albany, New York, and independently produced by Dan Gediman for This I Believe Incorporated. You can find more information about This I Believe, including a searchable database of more than 100,000 essays and pointers for submitting your own essay at the website thisibelieve.org. This, I believe, on The Bob Edwards Show is produced by Jeffrey Reddick for Sirius XM Satellite Radio.